0: Welcome to the Storytellers Live podcast, where everyday women share stories of hope. I am Robin, and Katie and Lindy and I are on Christmas vacation right now. We hope that you have had a wonderful break, and today we are bringing you one of the all-time listener favorites of all five seasons, which is Jamie Golden, and we think it's perfect timing heading into the new year. So we are going to stop right here, and you are going to hear our original discussion about Jamie's story and hear her story. We know that you will laugh. And we hope that you are encouraged. Have a great break. And we will be back next week with a brand new story. Now we are going to jump into Jamie's story. Yes. Yes. We're so excited We're gonna... about Jamie yes. Golden. So anyways, like I said, she she is one that we just approached and said, hey, would you be willing to share your story? We're big fans of the Popcast and the Bible Binge podcast, mm-hmm. or at least I am. And Lindy is. and I Katie's, love the Bible Jamie. Binge. Yes. <laughs> um, and we just knew that her story would be lighthearted and fun for right now, but mm-hmm. but bring a real depth that can challenge all of us. Um, so No one is more excited than me today. <laughs> And I just want to thank
1: Robin for introducing me to Jamie Golden, because when literally years ago, I remember you saying, oh, I listened to the podcast. And I was like, what's that? And you said, oh, it's a pop, a podcast on pop culture. And I thought, well, I'm too old. For pop culture. I don't know what you're talking about. And sometimes I do listen and I'm like, what? But let me just tell you, Jamie Golden, there's so much that I love about her. and. Just to name a few, her hair, of course. The fact that she's an Enneagram seven, and I uh, so yes. relate to everything that she says because I'm a seven. Um, I do love her voice inflection. <laughs> And yeah, I might try to imitate it. Maybe. Maybe I do. Um, and her Insta stories. I'm just telling you if you need a couple of minutes to yourself and you want to laugh, go follow Jamie Golden on Instagram and watch her Insta stories, which usually come out Monday or Tuesday. You guys, you guys, she's hysterical. She's so adorable. Like, I just, oh, I wish I could imitate her. Okay. So, yes, we are excited that she is bringing a story about a time in her life where she could hear the voice of God. See it literally in a text and then take a step of faith.
0: (laughs) So we hope that you love it as much as we do. And here is Jamie's story.
1: As we wrap up 2021 Storytellers Live community, we are so thankful for you, our listeners. And we would just like to humbly ask that as you think about your personal year-end giving, would you consider making a financial donation to Storytellers Live? This will go to us expanding into new communities through live gatherings in 2022. It will also help fund our podcast as we continue to reach women with stories of hope. We have big dreams for 2022. Katie's writing our second Bible study. And we also want to fund a paid staff so that this ministry can grow and that more women can hear the hope of Jesus Christ. So please go to StorytellersLive.org today and donate to our ministry. All gifts are tax deductible. Thank you
2: so much. And here's today's story. Seven years ago, God told me to quit my job and I did. And of course, my life was never the same. I grew up in rural Alabama, where the center of our life was church. My parents were both Sunday school teachers. And of course, every Sunday, we were right in that third row pew waiting for a word from God. I went to VBS every summer. I went to GA camp. I grew up in a youth group that met every Wednesday and learned a lot about God. I went to Disciple Now retreats, and at 15 years old, I became a Christian. And I learned so much about who God was, but at the same time, he seemed like a far off figure who I just had to keep happy so that I could do the right things so that he wouldn't get angry and throw a lightning bolt at me. As I went to college and I got in my 20s, I surrounded myself with people who really loved God, but kind of fell into the same camp. Again, God was this guy who was just waiting on us to trip up and make a mistake. And you definitely couldn't like woo him with conversation. Being in a relationship with him seemed very foreign. Until I was in a small group, where that was the conversation. Can we talk to God? Can we be in a relationship with God? And it transformed my view of him. And suddenly, not only could I talk to him, but he would talk back. Not always audibly, actually rarely audibly, God would often speak to me in a lot of different ways. He would speak to me, of course, through the Bible. There would be a verse that would just come out highlighted from the page, and it would be, of course, a perfect remedy to a situation that I was in. But he also spoke through people. I'm a big fan of Henry Blackaby, who talks a lot about experiencing God in his book. And he says that God can speak speak to you through all types of things, through the Bible, through people, through godly counsel, through sermons, through TV, through movies, through music, God is not limited to one type of voicemail that he can leave you on your phone. He's actually quite savvy at talking to you in lots of different ways. And really, the truth is God speaks to us in all kinds of ways. The Bible proves that. Sometimes he's a cloud. Sometimes he's a burning bush. Sometimes he's a hand writing on the wall, right? And so suddenly I started to practice the idea that if I talk to God, he might talk back. So my life... I've always read Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life and really believe that we were created for purpose, that Ephesians tells us that, right? That we are a masterpiece, that God has created a list of kind of works for us to do and accomplish in our lifetime. And I wanted to be on track, not in a worrisome way, but just in a way that felt like my life was productive. But I've always been a believer that what we're doing is kind of doing the thing that's right in front of us, right? Emily P. Freeman writes in her book, and she has a podcast called The Next Right Thing, and she talks about just making the decision that's in front of you. And that's not a concept she created, That actually you can find that both in the New Testament and the Old Testament. God talks a lot in the New Testament about teaching us how to pray, right? Jesus teaches us how to pray, and he says, give us this day our daily bread, not our monthly bread or our yearly bread, but our daily bread, the bread we need right now, right? And in the Old Testament, in Psalms, David writes in one nineteen, chapter one nineteen, about your your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Not a light unto your football field, right? We're only given sometimes the very next step to take, and we're expected to take it in faith, a leap of faith in the God who has been faithful to us all the while. So as I was looking for purpose, perhaps in my career, I would take the job that was in front of me at the time, and I've had some amazing jobs working in fields that support people. I've worked on staff at a church, being a youth minister. I've worked as a social worker, recruiting adoptive and foster parents. I've also worked, my last job, like real, real job, was working at a family and child welfare services organization. And my job there was to create camps, right back at camp, just like as a kid, creating camps for kids who had been adopted. And it was a magical job, being able to serve families being able to connect to other social workers who were building families, bringing beauty from ashes. It was really profound work that I got to be a very small part of. But it felt like my work was meaningful. It felt like it had purpose. But then, seven years ago, I heard God almost clearly, almost audibly. I heard God speak, just like Moses. And it was a voice in my head that said, quit your job. What? Quit my job? Oh my gosh, that's adorable. You're adorable. Gosh, you're the most divine, adorable, adorable God. But that can't be right. Was that even God? Maybe I have indigestion. It can't possibly be true that I quit my job because I own a house now and I have a mortgage. I have bills. I'm a single woman who's thirty, flirty, and thriving. But I need to keep my job. But he continued to speak. So I would read the Bible. And God would tell me to quit my job in passages like Genesis 12, when God tells Abram to leave and go. I read it when God asked Abraham to lay down the very thing that defined him in Genesis 22. And then I was like, I got to put down the Bible. This Bible is telling me to quit my job, and I just don't want to quit my job. So I read other books like Mark Buchanan's Your God is Too Safe, which is a really powerful exploration of how Jonah and Jamie live in a wonderless borderland. And then page after page, God told me to quit my job. I then camped out with some godly people in two different small groups at my church. One was full of old friends who would share story after story of God miraculously providing in circumstances that would challenge truly the greatest of cynics, mostly me, because I am a rock star cynic when it comes to my own leaps of faith. When you take a leap of faith, I am your biggest cheerleader. But when you suggest that I'm to take a leap of faith, well, is God really working through you? I would venture that he's not. But every time I would drive home from that small group, God would whisper in the car, quit your job. And then I was in a small group with a group of strangers. It was actually a group built on people who like to write. I had a blog at the time. And actually, at the time, I was starting a hobby podcast with a friend that I had met in a blogging forum. A guy I knew only from the internet. He was married with a few kids, lived in another state. And he was like, hey, do you want to start a podcast about pop culture? I was like, sure. Sure. And listen, that's the answer you're going to get from any Enneagram 7. If it sounds fun, our answer is always going to be, what time? Sure, let's go. And so I was in the process of starting a podcast, but being in the small group with writers. And one of the things is the group was full of people who were people of faith, strong faith, believed intensely in God and who he was. But there were also people who could care less about God and who weren't that interested. But they were fascinating people. And so I loved that group so much. And I would present to them my God told me to quit my job dilemma. And every week they would be like, well, it sounds like you should probably quit your job. And I'm like, I don't think you know what you're talking about. And then one week, one of the writers who didn't have a particular affection for God or Jesus or anything to do with the Bible, she said, isn't there some verse about God taking care of squirrels? Well, if God will take care of squirrel, wouldn't he take care of you if he's asking you to quit your job? Man, When rocks start to speak, right? It was crazy. And so I said, well, maybe I should journal. (laughs) I still, I just did not think it could be true that I'm supposed to quit my job. Well, after months of ignoring this voice, possibly of the creator of the universe, I found myself back on my love seat in my living room, in my house, telling God what for. Why would you want me to quit my job? I love my job and the people at my job and the snacks at my job. Who's gonna pay my mortgage? You know, Bank of America does not accept side hugs as payment. What kind of job will I get? I haven't updated my resume in many years. And then on a Monday night at 9.20 p.m. in October, seven years ago, I put my foot down and I told God that he could not ask this of me. I am not brave like brave people are brave. And then at 9.22 p.m., my phone buzzed. A random text from a friend I hadn't spoken to In months, it was a social worker who used to work at the agency I worked at, but she'd been gone more than a year. And this is the text. It said, hey, I was reading in Deuteronomy 1, and Moses is reminding the Israelites of their disobedience due to fear and not trusting God. And for some reason, you came to my mind when I read this. I don't know what God is speaking to you about when it comes to our need to be obedient when the instruction is clear, but good luck. (laughs) Well, suddenly I found myself on my love seat, realizing that God has texted me and told me to quit my job. And so the very next day, that's exactly what I did. I turned in my letter of resignation. I did not have a plan. I did not have a football field. There was only a light onto my path. And the step that I was supposed to take next was to quit my job. And interestingly, things got weird after that, like really weird. So one of the things that had happened to me in this year of God telling me to quit my job is I was in a car accident. Now, not a like average car accident where like it's a fender bender or maybe somebody just like hits you from the side or speeds into you. No, I was driving home from a Walking Dead viewing party. It was 1030 at night. I was two miles from home and I was driving. It was slightly raining. It was Easter night. And as I was driving home, I... Started to get four doors from my own door. And suddenly, a car out of nowhere sped through a stop sign and T boned my car. And we found ourselves in a ravine. And I got out of that car because every movie tells you, get out of the car, it's going to explode. So I got out of the car quickly and I saw that the truck was steaming that had hit me. And I was worried for them and I wanted to make sure they got out of the car too. But no worries. They were fast out of that car. And not only did they get out of the car quickly, they yelled over to me and said, "Hey lady, I'm so sorry." And they started running back down the road they had just driven down. Now here's the thing. The person who was driving that car, he was naked. Like not naked like, man, he only had pants on. No, no, no. Naked as the day he was born. But yet 35 years later. And so, I was like, "Oh no. <laughs> what happened? Why is he gone?" And of course, neighbors came out The police came, the paramedics came, and I wasn't too worse for wear. I went to the hospital, I had some x-rays and found that I had broken a couple of bones in my foot and I had a sprained wrist. And all of this meant that I was headed to physical therapy. Mind you, we never found the driver, never knew who that was and what had happened. But I started going to physical therapy, kind of work my wrist better, be able to walk again on a broken foot. And one of the things that I discovered is that insurance is complicated, particularly when there's health and auto involved. And so my auto insurance was talking to my health insurance and they were kind of uh, like bickering back and forth on who was gonna pay for what. But that was their problem, not mine. I needed to learn to walk again and I needed to learn how to write again with my right hand. And so that's what I was focused on. And again, this is in the middle of God telling me to quit my job. So I really had bigger fish to fry than where all this finances was gonna come from. Well, fast forward back to where I was when I quit my job. Now, I didn't have another job. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know where I was going to go next. The great thing is I had some folks at church that were like, hey, you're good at these things. Why don't you just put out some feelers? And the things I was good at were social media. I really liked to talk to people on the internet. i had had a long life of blogging. I now had this podcast that had a few hundred listeners each week, and it was like Well, maybe I could help other people do something like this too. And so that's what I focused on was reaching out to people. And I thought, well, God's going to lead me to this person pretty quickly because my job, he wouldn't tell me to quit my job and not give me another job. Well, do not assume anything about who God is and what he'll do and what he will not do because you guys, I did not get another job. I did not interview for other jobs. I never got asked to interview for other jobs. And slowly but surely, I started working through every bit of my savings. I cut every expense, and I prayed desperately that I didn't have to ask my family for help or friends for help. But savings was dwindling very, very fast. And six months passed, and I was almost broke. But I was willing to do any job that anyone asked me to do. I would babysit. I would come and help you clean your house. Anything that could help me pay the few bills that I had to pay to keep the lights on and to keep the roof over my head. Well, suddenly six months goes by and God and I are in a serious fight. We are angry. And by we are, I mean me. I'm angry at him and he is patiently listening to me just rip him anyway <laughs> because I'm so angry about why would you have me quit my job and then not give me another job? Well, of course, you know, I don't have to tell you. He was teaching me all these things about ma- managing my money well, being frugal, being patient, being kind in the midst of not knowing what's next and showing other people how to be faithful, even when you're a little grumpy about it. And so I just continued to persist in that faithfulness. And it was not easy. It was very hard. I was often doubting God, which again, I love that we're taught that, uh, who is it that says, Fred, Friedrich Buchner says that doubt is the ants and the pants of faith. It keeps it moving. And so this doubt, it didn't deter me. But it did make me get closer to God, talk to him more every day, not just in the mornings when you do your quiet time, you know, spiritually. But it had me talking to him all day long when I'm in my car, when I'm in the shower, when I'm getting ready for bed, when I'm wondering how am I going to buy new contacts? And he just gently points me to my glasses and reminds me that he's already provided for every need that I have. Well, then nine months went by and I decided I had to figure out a plan in the interim. If I wasn't going to have a job and he wasn't going to show me the next step, clearly I did have to pay my bills and I had taken up a hobby where I was baking. And so I just started to bake for friends and family. I got a little LLC and started to bake out of my kitchen as a cottage baker. And slowly I started making cake pops. That wasn't what I envisioned for my life. It was something I like to do on the side. And as you know, often when hobbies become jobs, they become very frustrating. But again, it paid my mortgage and suddenly I had customers from all over the country who were asking me. And I thought, is this my purpose? Is this why I quit my job to bake Harry Potter cake pops for people who live in Michigan? I didn't think it was, and God never gave me confirmation that it was, but it was the right decision for right then. It was my next right thing because it kept... The lights on. It let me buy my mom a small bouquet of flowers for her birthday. It kept me uh, busy and moving and again growing in my faith. Well, then I found myself a year out and I was starting to feel a little desperate. I had had some bills come up that were unexpected, some car repairs, and I just did not know how this was going to all work out, even financially. And then I got a phone call from my auto insurance. Now, I didn't know what that could be about. And they said, Hey, we need you to come in. We forgot to finish some paperwork that you needed to fill out when you had that wreck last year. But, and this has been 18 months that have passed since that drunk, naked drunk driver car accident. They said, we just need to fill out a few forms. If you come down to our office anytime, just stop in and tell them they'll have it waiting for you. And so I did. I drove down, finished my errand. As I walked in, she said, okay, you just need to sign here and here. And I signed there and there. And then she handed me an envelope and I said, what's this? And she said, well, this is your part of the settlement for the car accident. And I opened the check and it was more than what I had made the entire last year that I worked at my job. And God was faithful. Suddenly God showed me that I've been working this plan all along. And I think that's one of the most important messages about faith, right? We've all heard the illustration that often we are looking at the back of the tapestry, right? We can see all the knotted threads that God can see the big picture and we can get caught up in that this color doesn't seem right here. But God's like, you don't see what I am painting, what I am creating, what I am knitting, what I am putting together in your own life. And for me, that is what I've learned. That's what, that seven years ago, that God telling me to quit my job, that is what he was teaching me, that faith is about doing the next right thing, taking the step that's right in front of you, For me, it was ignoring him for about a year of him telling me to quit my job. But then finally, knowing that if he's going to text me on a Monday night, I don't want to know what's next. So I quit my job. And then that led me here. Remember I told you I started a little hobby podcast with a guy I met in a writing forum that we talked about pop culture? Well, seven years later, we still host that podcast. Not only do we host that podcast, but we have five people on staff who... God is using our weird job to help provide for their families, for their lives. We also started a second podcast called The Bible Binge, where we recap Bible stories as if they are a book or a movie, like Game of Thrones or The Bachelorette, you know, as you would. And we share kind of our Bible journey and recapping stories about Daniel, about David, and about Bathsheba, and about Rahab. And we share kind of just us experiencing the Bible maybe sometimes for what feels like the first time. And that podcast is in the top 3% of all podcasts anywhere, as is our pop culture podcast. It not only provides for me financially, but it provides for me to be able to help my family, particularly in a year where a lot of jobs have been lost, a lot of income has been lost. God has been very faithful in providing for me so that I can help others in need. It's astounding, really. If you had said to me seven years ago that this is where I would be, that I would be talking about the Bible, and tens of thousands would listen, or that I would talk about the Kardashians, and tens of thousands would listen, I would not believe you. But that's silly. I've read all the Bible. I've read the stories over and over again. And even in the last years, as I've read some stories, what, again, feels like for the first time, the lesson that is in every story is that God is painting the full picture. And we may see a stroke of paint that does not make sense, that does not fit in, that does not resonate, That does not even look pretty, but we trust because he knows what the picture needs to look like. He knows what your life needs to look like. He's promised us that he is preparing a hope and a future for us. Even when we're hit by a naked drunk driver, even when he texts us to tell us to quit our job, we have to be faithful. We have to take the next step that's right in front of us. We need to let his word be a lamp unto our feet. I hope that's the lesson that you can take from my story of when God told me to quit my job.
1: I love her so much and I love, I know. We, we know, know. I know it's weird. It's weird. And even though we did ask her to share a story, I might've stalked her, um, but that's another story for another day. I, I did not realize, I knew that she had taken a step out in mm-hmm. faith. I did not realize it was a full year yeah. and when she was talking about her savings being yeah. dwindled I mean, you know, it's one thing to say, oh yeah, God texted me and I'm going to step out in faith. It's another thing when your savings is dwindling that
3: you're really trusting him. And it led her to I ended up talking to him all day. Right. I love that. Right. Well, and I think also so many people think that when you're called by God, you're going to see immediate results. Yes. I've said that to Robin before. I'm like, <laughs> you know, if, if it's something called by God, I mean, shouldn't we, shouldn't it like be easier? And, right. sh- and you've told me, no, it, it shouldn't, you know, because we do, we think if God is calling me to do it, it's going to be an easy road. And I don't know why I think that because every story in the Bible,
0: yes. it's not easy. Right, It never is. That's so true. Um, yeah. It's a, it reminded me a little bit, actually told Jamie afterwards, it reminded me a little bit of storytellers mm-hmm. that I knew I had this vision of what God wanted to do, but I had no idea how to get there. Mm-hmm. And so I had this picture, but I I, I didn't know what to do next. Yeah. You know, it's a little different in that I'm married. And so I didn't have that financial, the financial stress. <laughs> right. That's a major difference. Mm-hmm. But the similarity is in that I, I knew what I was called to do. I didn't know how to get there Mm -hmm. and what that was going to look like and literally trusting God every single step Yeah, to now where we trust him every single step. (laughs) Doesn't change. Absolutely. And and even
1: when we're going through those tough times, I mean, again, 2020, tough time, remembering just to say, Lord, what are you trying to teach me? Yeah. instead of lord why did you do this to me why is this happening to me just remembering okay lord what are what are you trying to teach me
3: yeah and and i thought she was so sweet to remind us that god does still speak to us we're told that in the bible and we think that he doesn't speak to us today but he still speaks to us and i loved i loved her idea she talked about um experiencing god like yes. she knew god but she hadn't experienced him and i think that you know really in order to know god we have to experience mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. and um Um, And to experience him, we have to know him. I mean, they're kind of interchangeable, but I loved how she reminded us about that. I loved how she reminded us the many different ways in which she speaks. I mean, can y'all relate to her saying is he calling me? And I loved how she was like, You're adorable. You're adorable, God. You're really not telling me that. That's so adorable. That's so adorable. But just all the different ways he spoke to her. And I, I cannot help but think. Even that through God, drunk- Yes, I, I was about to say, I cannot help but think that God, knowing Jamie's personality and how funny she is, he's like, I'm gonna bring some funny ways of how I'm gonna speak to her. So one day she can share these. With others, and they can get a laugh as to how I actually speak in many, many different ways. That's true.
1: Not everybody gets that. Squirrel a naked parable, drunk, drunk. drunk
3: driver, <laughs> you know, I mean, a text in the middle of the night about yes. the Israelites disobeying God. That <laughs>
1: was amazing. Yes. Absolutely.
0: And, you know, too, I think it's just uh, with every story, it's such a reminder to remember. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. that that you go through these things and we go through a difficult time. We go through a year like 2020. We go Mm -hmm. through, you know, a difficult diagnosis or something hard comes. And then you hear these stories or you even remember back in sharing your own story of where God was faithful Mm -hmm. and where he continued to show up and he continued to speak and he didn't disappear and he doesn't disappear. And just how important that is for us today Mm -hmm. to go, oh yeah, even though this was a few years ago or, Mm -hmm. you know, your story may have been 20 years ago that you really hang on to when the time he was super faithful, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you're able to go back and say, he doesn't change. He has not changed. Right.
3: And how often have we had this past year, the imagery of the tapestry, right. you know, in of, our stories, of, yes. in our stories yeah. of people talking about the tapestry in their life and how they didn't understand the colors or the threads right. that God used, but then they were able to see it. And, and she does tell us that at the end of her story is that God is the only one who is painting the entire picture, the entire story. And Lindy, you've said it about, I mean, 2020 is what? Just a (laughs) blip. 2020
1: is not the full story. That's right. 2020 is a blip in the story that God is writing in your life. And so as we look to
3: 2021, we can have hope and knowing there's a bigger story. That's right. So if you want some more hope, again, we have a discovery guide available mm-hmm. on Patreon that really digs into some things that Jamie spoke about. And so if you're interested in that,
0: you can go to, go ahead, Robin. Yeah. You, <laughs> you can go to storytellerslive.org and click join our Storytellers Live community, or you can go straight to Patreon, which is mm-hmm. p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash s t l community and it's just a way to say, I hear this story. God, how are you using this story to speak mm-hmm. to me in mm-hmm. my life? I may not have ever quit a job no. with no plans, but I guarantee you, you've had something where that you did not know the next right. step.
3: And taking her story and really getting into God's word mm-hmm. and uh, and applying it specifically to your life um, mm-hmm. as he spoke to you through her mm-hmm. story.
0: So thank, thank for, you, Jamie. Yes, Jamie. <laughs> Let's do lunch soon. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for listening today and thanks for joining us. We hope you got a laugh in this season. So next week, we actually have a Christmas episode. It's going to, we call it, we chokingly called it a fireside chat, where we just sit <laughs> and discuss with a friend of ours, just Christmas stories. And then we're going to take a little Christmas break. For two weeks, we are going to do two repeats. We're going to repost two stories that are our most listened to, some of our most listened to in 2020. And then we will be back in January, on January 6th. Mm-hmm. We will be back with a brand new story, actually a brand new story within the story right. on our mm-hmm. in our community on Patreon. And so thanks so much. Have a Merry Christmas. We are thankful for you. And if you want to look for us on social media too, Storytellers Live Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and you can find everything you need to know there also. All right. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye.